Naval kind of reassured if you play long enough you can do it mm. James Clear reassured if you start small you can make it so wow. why don't you let's zoom out a little bit right tell the audience how we first met and what it means <laughs> to have a special bond that we both have and I'll share my version so you often talk about community led growth and I've seen mm-hmm. this you know on your tweets and on some of the podcasts you you've been on and I think it's actually a quite novel thing for a lot of people a lot of founders a lot of startups what does it mean in your view and how does it work what were some one or two interesting observations you had about Ryan Hoover and his grasp around product and community I think he's one of the most authentic people I've ever met You are the head of community at Thredo. Yeah. Tell me about why you think Thredo is special. Hey everybody, welcome to the Building Public podcast. I'm your host KP, and on this show, I interview world-class entrepreneurs, ambitious startup founders, creators and builders on the internet who are boldly building the future in public. This podcast is my excuse to take you all on a curious journey to understand, learn and hopefully be inspired. by the world views insights and stories of these fabulous people changing the world so far i've gotten the rare privilege to sit down with incredible guests like gary v alexis ohanian cat cole sahil levinjia and many more leaders so check out the full podcast listing at buildingpublicpodcast.com now buckle up and get ready for our latest episode hello everybody Welcome to yet another episode of Building Public podcast. I'm your host KP and what can I say about our guest today? He <laughs> is, you know, as many of you know, a dear friend of mine, a lifelong friend. He was the best man at my wedding. He's my buddy. He was my neighbor actually. They just moved uh, you know, last November to, you know, our neighborhood. He's my co-conspirator in my projects, my startups and in, in so many things that we got to learn and experiment together. Without further ado, I'm a welcoming What should have been this is high time this is due for a long time. So, without further ado, I'm welcoming Sharath Kurganti to the Berlin Public Pod. Welcome Sharath. So grateful to be here. I'm actually so thrilled because I always see these screenshots slash your shoot my shot, you know, tweets in the wild. And I always think like, what would the world of, you know, building public podcast would be? And I'm fortunate that I'm actually inside the podcast. So uh, I'm stoked for that as well as, you know, of course, you know, given the history we have, it's been like a true roller coaster ride, like going up, down all the time since the last what 15 20 years yeah. i've been together in this wild journey so yeah stoked to talk to everybody here you know share my lessons and what not super excited so today in this episode we're going to give a glimpse of you know sharat's and my personal life a little bit of our history how we got together some special moments from our journey and you know like what it means to be you know a lifelong friend and and so on at the same time we're also going to cover sharat's illustrious career he's won more jerseys than an nba player i think uh, he's got a lot a lot of exciting startups he worked at including product town and on deck and now with threado so yeah. we're going to touch on that and then some advice for founders around side projects and community building and uh, building in public you know the topic that's close to both of our hearts yes so that's the thesis but let's awesome. get started sharath why don't you let's zoom out a little bit right tell the audience how we first met <laughs> what it means to have a special bond that we both have and I'll share my version yes i have to take everybody back to what 
my childhood days when i was in this tiny city in india south india where actually this is a fun story because kp was never my friend directly so i actually have a friend who is a cousin of kp and he used to come for summers to visit our place the place where we live in and we play this game called cricket like I don't know how much how many hours I played I don't remember but I used to play like a lot with my friend who's his cousin and one fine afternoon a regular schedule of cricket in the front yard not even backyard <laughs> How old how old yard. were we at the time I think we are around 16 I guess Yeah 15 16 maybe 16 yeah, yeah 15 16ish you know for I, context even, right now we're both like 33 32 yes <laughs> it feels so wild if you put that out right but yeah <laughs> he he joined you know one of our cricket clubs we we proudly you know <laughs> call ourselves a club in this small neighborhood and we don't even have a ground or like a big you know stadium or anything there is no playground we just used to yes. play in front of our front yard yes. and uh, i think that's the first moment i saw kp and like i said i think the tiny city is not even a city it's a, it's kind of like a small village it's i small. came in yeah right i personally never had the city exposure you know or the what you call i don't know like basically the the all the happening that goes on in a city and you know everything right the wild side of you know living in a city so he's the first one to basically introduce me to the city life like this is how you know hyderabad the, the one he came from this is how we used to hang out this is how the places are and etc etc like you know this is how movie theaters would be i was all like fascinated <laughs> by the fact because i never like you know went to these cities even though they're like nearby but i feel that conversation really bonded us like together with the playing cricket with our mutual friend and and he i think you stayed for like a couple of weeks and every yeah. si- every day we hung <laughs> out we hung out, yeah. <laughs> we hung out. But yeah, I feel that was like the first moments. What does it mean now as you look back what 15 years as we counted maybe more 17 to have that you know have 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 a friendship like that you know and I'll share my version it's it's a uh, it's different I think but what does it mean to you? It means I feel I feel like it means a lot like you know one thing for sure is that I personally don't have too many friends i'm kind of like an introvert back then kind of right now which is but... so shocking to your 20000 per <laughs> followers now right Ex- exactly nobody actually knows that i had like very few friends which where i can count and i always wanted to maintain the head of community of fredo of community like how ironic is that right now you're exactly. like the head of life community of fredo yeah bites you back right so yeah. <laughs> but i feel yeah so my intention was whenever i meet someone i just want to like you know build like a long term relationship like you know i try to at least mingle with them in 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 a way and if i find someone like yourself who exactly resonated with me the way i resonate with others so even that's why i have to bring this example as well i married my wife who i know since what 20 years as well yes. so since like she's my schoolmate you kind of like you know it means so much because it's it's not like a one way street it's like kind of like a rally like you know in a game so I don't take the entire credit I actually shared the credit with you guys because you played with me for so long and <laughs> of course we're going to play for like forever and now it's even more special because of our kids playing together yeah. and even like the last week my son turned 1 and KP and Neil Devin they visited us 
I was so happy, just like pure happiness because forget about startups, forget about like all the things we go through. I feel it felt like very small in front of what I'm seeing, which was two one-year-old, 14-month-old, you know, two boys, little boys actually hanging out like the way we hung out back in the day, right? So I feel those moments remind us like, oh, wow, we came so far, like playing cricket in a front yard to kids like really like, you know, playing with themselves. So it means like so much. Yeah. Life, life can blessing. be much broader, right, than just startups and projects. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if anything mingles, kind of like mix and match with, the, with life and your professional career, that's what I'm experiencing right now because, you know, I've traveled with you, not just personally, but more career-wise. We grew together. We saw, you know, we tried like many things. We failed at many things and we kind of like achieved many things together. So I feel that's kind of like more rewarding, like, you know, even more rewarding because sometimes I think Steve said this, right? Most of your life, you, you kind of spend at work. So they, you have to treat them as family. Right. And for me, it's, it's like, you know, it's like family being work, which is like the opposite. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's so rewarding for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you touched on a lot of the things that I feel too. And you, I mean, the story is the same. I remember playing right outside, you know, right outside in the front yard of Sriram's, you know, house and we were playing cricket and fun fact, Sharad's terrific batsman. And I always like was jealous about that. He was an opener batsman when we were playing cricket. Right. And he was like <laughs> smacking everything out of the park. Like he was such a great timing you know, player. And, and so I was a bowler. And so for the folks who, you know, know cricket, like I, you know, bowling is sort of like pitching in baseball. So yeah, I, I was a bowler, shots a batter, batsman, and, you know, we had fun. So what does it mean to me? I think, you know, it's not, it was not a straight line, right? It had its own highs and lows and it's just, mm-hmm. but it's the most rewarding friendship that I've ever had. And I, I, you know, it's, um, there were so many things I think you taught me, you know, just by being you and sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. And it's changed me. I think it made me a better person. I used to not be like oh. this, as you know, right? Like many years ago. <laughs> so I think it made me a better person. I'm always still jealous of your taste and aesthetics, you know, the way you like set up the home, like folks who are missing out, like if you're listening on audio, like Sharad's background's impeccable and, you know, his house is like beautiful. So I think, yeah, it's knowing that the things that you cherish the most towards the end are the ones you cherish a lot are the ones that are very ordinary and seem simple. And I feel like that's how I would describe it. It was not fancy. It was not like, you know, we didn't have thousands of pictures. We didn't travel the world. We didn't go digital nomading in like Bali. We were just ordinary people. You know, we just had a lot of good human instincts. And I think we forgave each other when we made mistakes and we tried to look out for each other, right? And that's it. We we made so many blenders with each <laughs> other individually, like in personal lives. And I feel we learned together as like, you know, if we want to move forward, we need to forgive each other. Yes. And which is actually the bigger picture. We, yeah. we actually had this kind of like big purpose of doing things together, which actually impacts even more people. So right. that stayed with both of us, you know, for all the time, you know, for all the lows we had together, I feel. And it's it's kind of like, a you know, you're, you're kind of like my other partner and where I can actually share. Yeah, if, I have, if I'm like having a bad day or, you know, something didn't work out and that support pillar, I would say is, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel a f- friend like you is, of course, one in a million, at least to me, <laughs> to myself in my life. So thank you. So let's talk about Neil and Ruhan. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the jumping point. People need to know who is easy to babysit, Neil or oh, Rohan? I think I can tell both. They're both naughty. They're, <laughs> they're both mischievous. So, mischievous. For, 
for context, Neil's 15 months old and Rohan's just turned one. Turned one. Uh, turn Rohan's Sharat's son. Neil's my son. And they get to play almost every day, right? Yes. And yeah. they are both mischievous, extremely mischievous, hard to catch. Yeah. They keep yes. us on our toes. They keep us, I think we don't have to work out. They're actually giving <laughs> us all the work, working out postures, gestures, whatever you want to call, lifting them up, you know, when they're throwing a tantrum. Oh my God. Both are very mischievous. I think I would say Neil is a bit more expressive. Of course, you know, like father, like son. <laughs> <laughs> Because he always, whenever Ruhan comes to your place, of course, he kisses, he's, he's trying to like, you know, touch gently. Ruhan is more like an observer. He's following very, his brother, big brother. Like, where is he going? What is he doing? Let me replicate that. He's very curious <laughs> kind of, though. Yeah, He's observed. very curious. Yeah. He, he's an observer. And once he gets into the mood, which Neil sets... I think both of them, they just go bonkers, which is yeah. a nightmare for us. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So given what you've seen, you know, Ruhan for almost a year now, prediction time, what do you predict wow. that he'll become given his traits, tendencies and skills? I think he has a knack for music for sure. You know, that's I feel one same. thing. Yeah. yeah, we observed that like quite a lot, at least in the last four or five months. He listened to really nice music and we put some bad music. He's like cranky and, you know, <laughs> he, he changes his expressions. And of course, he started like playing with xylophone. Yeah. So I think he has definitely. And he also, we saw recently that he's kicking ball, the football, the soccer ball with his foot constantly and he's moving the ball you know so we don't know i think that those are two traits i'm seeing very closely as of now <laughs> what, what do you think of what are the predictions for neil neil i think would be like a either a linebacker for sure <laughs> if devin allows <laughs> but i think i think he's going to be the next shack next shack <laughs> center the big man NBA. who's he's, he's going to be the next big man in nba <laughs> Who's going to do a lot of oh things. My God. He's, he's, very, he's got a lot of destructive. Yeah, he's a good destructive yeah. tendencies. Anyway, so, all right. So that was fun. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for sharing. I'm sure this is when we will lose both, you know, our wives if, if you yes. know, <laughs> to this podcast. Because everything else we will talk about from now, they don't care. They let's just talk turn about, it off. <laughs> yeah, let's get to career. So you often talk about community-led growth. And I've seen mm -hmm. this, you know, on your tweets and on some of the podcasts you've You've been on, and I think it's actually a quite novel thing for a lot of people, a lot of founders, a lot of startups. What does it mean in your view and how does it work? I feel a lot of, a lot of the trajectory in startups are changing drastically, at least in this decade, which is they're becoming more community focused. Fundamentally, they want to bring their customers together. You know, that's like the, like the baseline they want to start. But what I see personally and I advise founders is that you go, you have to think more beyond than customers. You genuinely want to bring like-minded folks together mm. so that there are like tons of uh, benefits for building a community. But fundamentally, you as a founder are building these relationships, just like how we just spoke about, right? Imagine having thousands of even hundreds of people building long-term relationships with you and wherever yeah. you go, they follow. And you kind yeah. of like piggyback with each other. Everything, like if you're starting a venture, they're, they're going to be supportive. If you're like failed at a venture, they're going to be there. So I feel intangibly to me, that is what a company or a startup should do. Like build these relationships and eventually convert or turn them into customers. So just to answer that question, I see this trajectory becoming, you know, thanks to Web3, the evolution and whatnot. People are moving towards, founders are moving towards that tendency, but at the same time, they lack 
that clarity why right. they're building in that community in the first place right and they're kind of tagging a tangible outcome oriented you know actions while do they do things and community is not at all transactional mm-hmm. mostly it's like one way street in the beginning but it becomes like a two way street you know if you spend enough time and community led growth to me is really important because of this you kind of bring these people and there are like so many startups who actually notion for example they built they spent like zero marketing if i'm not wrong zero dollars in marketing and all they did was build these ambassador programs these mm-hmm. community initiatives they they launched meetups even product and they launched meetups and they saw their company growing because they pointed community leaders who were using notion in the first place so i feel right. if you think about that playbook literally apply that playbook to online communities right you don't necessarily have to you know go in do be in person you can right. host an event like a fireside chat or ama or anything and right. create value while you do these events and plug your product and the ask in one of those sessions where you right. say you know what you kind of like give 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 and kind of like ask and ask yeah. and notions a great example for a community led you know product and the, the one thing i want to cover is so it's not just customers that get that be part of your community you get introduced to investors you get introduced right. to your next hire and i am the perfect example for that product and hired me because i'm actually pretty active in the community and this are like pretty clear like okay you know what this guy is making a lot of noise right. might as well give a chance right. and i want to also plug another example axi infinity which is like a billion dollar web3 company right their co-founder jiho is right now he's a co-founder but he was actually a community member when axi infinity was started like wow. like on the ground level wow. so he was given a chance to become a community manager first which actually like he expanded the community like all through the world eventually becoming like a co-founder so i feel there is so much skill in the game if you want to hire your next bet right like right. so you hire your next best people you get like these introductions to you know vcs you want to like expand your network so there are like tons of benefits if you the path of community led growth and that to me is like very important in a startup journey you know especially when you're early stage right. you have to like heavily rely on community more than anything else like right. marketing or you know other things right I mean because you you're like you have to be scrappy you don't have enough resources yeah, yeah. so you also famously said uh, in one of your tweets that i think went viral was community is not starting a slack channel <laughs> <laughs> And it cracked me up. What happened there? What made you? Pro- what prompted you to <laughs> come up with something like that? Yeah, again, it, it's it's kind of like people expect create a Slack channel and join, like invite like ten people and sit back and do nothing and expect it grow. That's what I meant. It's not like creating like a Discord channel or a Slack channel. You have to put into work. You have to, that's why yeah. you have to do a one-way street type of hustle. You have to produce a lot of content, engage them, do one-on-one meetings. When I joined audience if I can give you an example, I truly joined to literally meet everybody in audience and I actually went on calls with 50 people. throughout the cohort right so if you put skin in the game like that of course they're going to like see you as you're leading the example by example right and you they kind of want to replicate what you did yeah. that's how they engage with other people and that's how 
communities become self-sustainable and you can like, you know, step back and see, okay, you know what? Now we can find leaders, these community right. ambassadors who just like do things that you usually do for them. Right. So right. <laughs> that's what I meant. I meant like, you know, you just don't create Slack channel and step back. <laughs> and things expect things to happen <laughs> i had a good crack good laugh at it when when you shipped it so let's uh, uh, jumping off to another topic a big one which is another theme that you and i both share a lot on going from side projects to startups like i think it's a mm -hmm. very unconventional approach i don't think it should be unconventional it should be the norm but i think what you and i were forced to when we were on all these visas on h1b and all these work visas the approach we had to choose because we didn't have any other choice was build side projects on the mm -hmm. side and keep your full-time job and use right. them and use attraction momentum to eventually quit and go, you know, full-time join a mm -hmm. startup or even, you know, start your own, you know, basically like continue expanding. I know that there was a inflection point that led for you to be more active in this journey. Mm -hmm. And I know the person that is responsible for that inflection point, Naval Ravikant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How did Naval change your worldview? Oh my God. I think he is the mentor I always wish I wanted to have, you know. And I still kind of owe every piece I did, every part of action to him because he made a significant impact removing a lot of burdens on me. And mm -hmm. his story of going from New Delhi to coming to the US and spending time, a lot of time in the library, basically like kind of made me so much relevance to my story. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I came from a small city as well to the US and, and he proved one thing which is if you if you play long enough he, he always preaches the same thing like if you play long enough you'll make it someday one way or the other day yeah and that to me kind of removed all the burdens like i don't have to chase anything and i don't have to like you know prove anything i just have to be in the moment and have fun which mm -hmm. i think he also kind of like you know reminded me so many times have fun do these side projects and one of his tweets that were resonated with me so personally is that he said before building a startup build a lot of side projects right. and his thesis which actually really worked in both of our lives is that you have to learn every piece of building a startup you can't right. just say hey i'm building this startup you know from right. day one you have to learn put in the game build that skin in the game build that muscle build that you know experience you know go through all the highs and lows and whatnot which actually that's what exactly we did i literally took that tweet close to heart and right. executed from right there right then and he also said, I mean, he, I can literally talk about ours, what he preached and what, you know, made me impact. But the most important thing is he literally took the expectations out of the picture mm. and he kind of reassured and put confidence in me that you can do it if you have, if you put action towards it without expectation mm. and keep going, keep going, keep going. So, uh, so the night before you ever heard his podcast or ever had this, let's say, inflection point, what were you doing in your view, what were you doing wrong? And after the podcast or after the listening to him, after like all the uh, tweets and everything, what did you start doing differently? I think before him, it was all theory. It was all in my mind. Like these things I can do, I want to do. I have these ideas. Everything is pretty much, it's like a bubble. I used to live in my own bubble thinking that I can I can be the next big thing without a tangible accent, action, right? So after listening to him, he literally said, like I said, remove everything, remove that, those burdens, start really small, like really, really small. And I feel at that point, I have to, you know, also give massive shout out to James Clear, who mm. actually kind of brought a 
action first mindset habit first mindset tiny to, habits atomic habits yeah tiny habits atomic habits type of identity oriented you know things i feel both of them literally like you know occupied my mind back then naval kind of reassured if you play long enough you can do it mm. james clear reassured if you start small you can make it wow. so and i feel both of it like really resonated with me at that point i'm like you know what then who's not who's stopping me it's just me right i just have to like get into action and the first immediate action and you know this as well so i bought ben tossel's newco back then maker paradise back then is newco and he and mobs they were both doing this together and he they started like this cohort and they offered a 99 dollar some course or something i don't even remember yeah lifetime pass or something yeah lifetime membership and i instantly bought at that time 99 dollars is like you know so big to me because when i was living paid paycheck to paycheck right and it was like so big and i think that one tiny big action for me but tiny for many if you just take that action you're basically in the game so mm. we both you know we want we always talk about this we wanted to be in the game not on the sidelines right be in and the arena right yeah be in the arena man in the arena you have to like you right. know put in the game so that really changed everything Naval is yeah. oh my god he's freaking and, and, um, genius yeah i mean for for the listeners who i mean the further extension of what charles just said was i joined right after you know he joined and he just messaged me on on my i message saying i just joined this thing called newco you know i'm going to become a no code baker we're going to do this i'm going to become a no code baker and so i was so inspired that I, even i paid for it i think and then i also joined that weekend and we started our no code journey almost at the same time and you know he built sharath how many what 15 16 i lost track of how many projects he shipped over yeah, the course of time 15 maybe plus, 20 i, I think yeah i yeah, think 15 plus yeah yeah <laughs> and and you know so did i uh, something like that so it's been a mind bending experience you know being in the arena becoming actors becoming doers as opposed to being on sidelines and uh, yeah i think that lesson is always true even at whatever stage you are however successful you are yeah. the inertia will always push you to the sidelines the fear of losing your reputation fear of rejection fear of failure mm-hmm. some of the, all these things will slowly slowly move you to the sidelines and suddenly you wake up and you're not doing any action and you, then you have self doubts exactly. right like and so i think something that he and i we always remind each other that you know regardless you have to be you know a man in the arena like be in the arena and be present and you have yeah. to face the uncomfortable more yeah. and very yeah. frequently you know to me that is very important because like i said even <laughs> before in the in the podcast i'm an introvert a lot of yeah. people don't know this and yeah. me doing what i did in the last 3 years or 4 years if someone said to the sharath that met kp playing cricket that sharath would have like laughed and like you know treat uh, you as a fool <laughs> i feel naval kind of you know again i think he reminded so much uh, and ref- uh, made it so relevant to listeners i guess that's why it's so popular yeah. because he's he himself said so many times that he's kind of like an introvert you mm. know he doesn't mingle with a lot of people and mm. but he made it like right? he he did so many things which right. which actually is so inspiring so right. i feel if whoever is listening you know find that relevancy in, in your north stars once you find it it's like you can do it you know right. uh, you can li- literally do it so your story with naval is even more fascinating because you know i think if i recall you actually got to work with him right and yes, it's briefly. it's so amazing I, i watched i heard from you some parts of the story and so actually for the for the listeners can you give a sense of like one what was the story of you working with what was it like working with naval and second what was your favorite memory in that journey 
I think the so yeah I built this second side project called the Angel Philosopher completely inspired by him the idea was to like put everything of his content under one place and while I was doing it I at that time listening to him made me take a lot of risk like do things like shoot your shot in the wild in the darkness and one of the things I did was literally cold emailing him little naval at you know i don't want to reveal his name well publicly but <laughs> i literally did it and i wrote a big ass email sharing <laughs> why i built this project and what it what he meant to me why am i doing this so that he knows the value and at the end i said like you know this is just to let you know that i'm working on no action needed from your end and he responded i think less than 10 minutes after he got wow. the email that actually blew my mind and this was around 1 am to me and i stayed all night literally like typing the next message so that was like the the like thrilling moment but i feel there are like couple of things i want to mention working with him was very i think it's more a great learning experience the reason is you are building this tiny project he is somewhere like 100 levels up above from you and at but the time you didn't even have an audience right you were just i don't have i i have around people, like yeah. not even thought like i don't i have like around 400 500 people that's it <laughs> no twitter, audience yeah. on twitter nothing and he actually came to my level and kind of explained things when i was asking certain questions like what can we do with this and what not and he removed a lot of doing things with expectations again practically wow. with me so he wow. said build this for fun don't even bother about i said like one of the ask i had is hey naval why can't we just like put a email kind of like subscribe to this email right. where we can actually build an audience do other things yada yada he said that's not the whole point right and he reminded me the why you're building this so he came to my level kind of explain why you should do this why you should treat a side project at side project Mm. and listen to people what they want right so he literally said let's try it out maybe someone says yeah i need like a newsletter with naval quotes then build naval's quotes as wow. a newsletter so that truly like you know changed everything and the other thing also he said i was actually kind of wrote a copy in a way which is very cheesy right. kind of like you know like a fanboy type of a thing and he said be authentic don't try yeah. to sell you're not here to sell try to express why you're doing this in the first place and if you go see on the website even till today i didn't change a line of it which he approved it was all authentic why am i doing this and what's in for you wow. and and that that is really fascinating and uh, you know the, my favorite moment was when <laughs> he actually changed his twitter bio <laughs> to one of the basically he used to have I think angel.co as right. a Twitter link. He changed it to theangelphilosopher.com for almost like eight months. And yeah. that, that was like... That was know, a pretty cool moment. They're pretty cool. I actually have a screenshot of it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pretty cool moment. So fast forward from that, building these side projects to, you know, I think, you know, you have a breadth of projects and I'm going to list your work <laughs> in the show notes. Take, bring us to Product Hunt moment. Was the prompt where you wanted to apply... and you know and how did that process go and what did you like what did you enjoy about being at product hunt i think uh, i did product hunt i applied to product hunt in public <laughs> at that time in 2021 the first 5 months of 2021 i was aggressively building shout out in public so i might as well like thought like why can't i just like you know apply in public and i think 
the proof of work really like impacted a lot to which led to that moment because i was very actively shipping and actively hunting and actively contributing i was actually nominated twice for community members of member of the year wow. for golden kitty before and i won the maker grant award for 2021 february and i one of my projects actually won makers fest right so there is kind of like this history that was built by naturally like i didn't intend to like work at product and never <laughs> never i always got fascinated the way ryan build the whole thing authentically you know without any gimmicks or hacks right and so when i was actually like saw they were looking for a head of community role i actually shot my shot you know <laughs> just <laughs> in the while applied nothing and i think ryan tweeted we are actually hiring for head of community we need some recommendations i feel you tagged me and i was like you know let's shoot my shot and that was when the maker grand award is happening i was actually already talking to emily from product hunt and literally i i asked like hey emily what do you think is there a role for me at product hunt and i did like a small assignment without like permissionless assignment wow. where I, i i said like these are the things i would do if i were join the team right so i don't know if i can i'm allowed to <laughs> tell this but they actually kind of created a role for me right and brian was involved ashley was involved emily they were kind of like you know prepared a role for me and yeah i went on a couple of calls we instantly kind of connected why you know i'll be like a great fit and i think that's like the key takeaway you don't have to i didn't pitch myself because i all my work over the times i contributed so much to product and discussions or you know elevated their new features your stacks i was like very actively tweeting about them these all kind of like you know counted at for added. that moment and added, added to the moment i'm like they made it like a you know a clear cut choice and yeah. they just like offered so and i didn't i, I only you, pitched yeah sorry i i only pitched what can i do from here what i did i never pitched so yeah it was a very I, surreal moment yeah i remember you sharing that with me and like you know the excitement of joining product hunt and you know i i remember how hyped up you were uh, how yeah. i think it was one of your most exciting jobs you've ever had right yeah i think it's kind of like my dream company working with ryan kind of like knowing the team you know even josh buckley everyone was pretty they were like chill kind and they were more let's have fun you know yeah. let's not take things too seriously kind of people so i have one more question on the topic of ryan and we can switch we'll switch to thredo and i know we're you know almost hitting the time here so with ryan hoover right folks who are listening ryan hoover's product hunts founder when you worked there sharath you know he i don't think he was tangent he was directly involved but i think he was right. indirectly involved with you and so what i wanted to ask you is like what were some one or two interesting observations you had about ryan hoover and his grasp around product and community he's such, he's such a unique leader who gets both product and right. community which are very very different and and hard to right. blend in what, what what were your observations i think he's one of the most authentic people i've ever met i think with that stature he's in he's already like is an investor he's doing like a bunch of things and he spoke to me like a friend not as a as a as a boss or like you know as this founder of product hunt he literally was very authentic very grounded to like you know to my level like you know we were just literally checking how can we make product hunt better together mm. so he still have that spark because you know he built that for himself not for anybody else 
which is of course it become like a big thing so fundamentally what i observed in him two things right again product and community he's a product guy by nature with his experience you know and he saw authentic people coming together build product hunt without him involving that's when i i feel he realized the power of community and he tried to bring people like himself who are authentic so that's why product hunt is so small it's not like a typical corporation or an organization at that level they're already like super big with brand wise right. they were so small and even even when they were hiring me they reminded this thing again and again and again we are looking for authentic people mm. we don't want big hyped up people like folks who are like doing aggressive things we just want like i think he don't he doesn't try much to be someone else he just mm. be himself like he's very like you know he speaks his mind and he doesn't like you know overthink which i really admire because you know that's how life should work right you don't have right. it's you only have one life and you don't have to re- he he doesn't want to impress you mm. he's just himself and naturally people get attracted to his authenticity and his natural ability like you know his charisma and whatnot so and yeah i feel product hunt is a true example where he blended both product led community led growth together and together you know, yeah hiring these it's, folks is a tremendous you know uh, achievement by itself and even bringing eric his first hire as product hunt and they hustle together like you know build this thing find more community leaders inside the community right. and he gave me power so much when i was at product right. hunt do this you know your you whatever that comes to your mind and you feel value for others do it right. so we did i did some of you know some good things there thanks to the whole team but yeah i feel that's that's something i feel which is very lacking and i try to like kind of like you know resonate with other founders kind of blend that service mindset right. and try to be very authentic uh, right. what you do so that brings us to what you're doing now and i know you just joined first of all congrats on the new job i wished you, you on twitter i wished you in person <laughs> you know um, appreciate yeah you are the head of community at threado yeah super exciting couldn't be more thrilled i think it's a great fit <laughs> i spoke to pramod and so i know him really well like you know I, I, there's a lot of mutual appreciation between you and him you know so i think it's right. a great fit tell me about why you think threado is special and then tell me a little bit around why promote is special because i think promote's got some very strong founder instincts uh, yes. that need to be talked about yeah i think first thing they're trying to build build an, an alternative not an alternative but they're trying to replicate what mailchimp did for marketing so mm. which kind of like really intrigued me as a product but on a ethos level they wanted to be scrappy and they are willing to risk they wanted to be in the arena again even though their product is in waitlist threado is right now in the waitlist they actually shipped eight products side projects which helped communities learn about community you know up their slack game and what not right so that is to me is really triggered me like wow you know nobody's actually doing that right yeah either they focus on their product or right. focus on growth and marketing they create consistent value and even with mm-hmm. their events they're not like again they're truly authentic to themselves and they are trying to play the game at their highest level and to me that is like you know really it, it kind of like acted like a magnet to me and from a product level i, I really love the product because like i said they wanted to like remove a lot of friction for community builders and give them a chance to actually focus on building a community not worrying about zapier automations not worrying mm-hmm. about who should i f- head hunt for the next community champion 
in my right. community which right. thread is going to like you know solve a lot of time taking tasks so right. as you know your you ran odnc it's so tiring to yeah. run a community so they eliminate that friction from a product level so that you peacefully can host an event or right. work on content and right. and promote i feel he's a he's a really amazing guy you know i never met to me i've been with threado i'm working with them the last 2 3 weeks i never felt like i'm actually working it's i felt more collaborating mm-hmm. like it really is a rally like you know i i suggest something they suggest back he suggests back it's kind of like we're we're brainstorming and executing and his execution speed is is amazing you know the way he takes things in and put it into action he doesn't think twice which mm. which a lot of founders one of the main qualities for founders should be like you know move fast get into right. the market which he has a lot of genuine instincts it's not like yeah. he's trying to be like that he's genuinely yeah. like you know put yeah. put things into action so that's actually the same and way yeah he's, he's way. a kind person you know i sense his his kindness and uh, is willing to like you know take a bet take a chance even though it's kind of non traditional you know so i know no founder in the, especially in the community space doing community drops like yeah. threado so that itself speaks yeah But, and yeah. they're just getting started right i mean it, it's yeah, i think there's i mean roadmap I saw a bunch of things you shared the other day and it's mind-blowing. All the new community initiatives and marketing and, you know, product drops. So, yep. excited. I'm excited. Excited for the next coming months. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's a great fit. I I just shared with him that, you know, he couldn't have picked a better person, you know, in you and <laughs> I shared with you that when I went after yep. talking to promote I'm like, so for the audience listening, like Sharad asked me just before joining like what should he you know should he consider threado or something else and like and i talked with the ceo promote and and i just like said no it's a natural fit it just you know can yeah. pass up this opportunity and vice versa over there too so happy to see now <laughs> like i think the community is benefiting from all of your collaborations so that's awesome yeah you you're right again so <laughs> yeah it, you know yeah thank you i mean i, I don't think i get there but thank you so much sharat you know I, i we could go on for for days for hours i just want to be conscious of the length of the episodes for folks to listen Absolutely. so this is just a teaser maybe we will bring you back in one of the future episodes again sure it's always a pleasure to chat with you in real life or virtually <laughs> even more of a special pleasure and privilege to have you on the podcast share your playbooks you know and draw like deeply from your lessons and reflect on some of the things you did i feel like you and i in our day to day we just <laughs> we just don't talk about some of this stuff cuz we lived it you know like right. what yeah. what, what you talk about <laughs> but i knew that's why i came prepared with my questions for you cuz i knew <laughs> that i had to dig deeper to get right. some really high value right. content. No, so. it's it's truly an honor because I I know the guest list on Billion Public Podcast and genuinely like you know I'm I'm thrilled to be here and thanks for inviting me having me here. Honored to be here. So awesome. thanks Kevin. See ya. With that said, we have to say our customer I'm going to say I'm going to refer to Sharad the way I refer to him all the time, right? Bye mama. Right? Yes. Bye. <laughs> the mama is a <laughs> mama is our Um, yes the, that's how we call each other yeah some people have Hi, mochi mama. some people have <laughs> other things but you know we call each other mama all right see you all right have a good you. one you too